Okay, what I want to talk about tonight is uh, maybe one of the hardest things for people to put into practice. Easy thing to talk about, some of you are going to agree with me about this question. But uh, still one of the hardest things to put into practice, and the reason is is because parents are the people. And therefore, we can all talk about ideally what we want to do in Chinook, we can also talk about what we would, you know, something coming around the table over here, what uh, the right and wrong thing to do is. But when it comes to the Mesa, so then it doesn't always play out like that. And like I said, the reason is partial. Parents are also people. And therefore, as always, when a person can analyze something with a circle, with a dice, and arrive at a conclusion, what's the right way to do something, normally a person's circle won't mislead him. Sometimes possibly, yes, but normally a person's circle doesn't mislead him. Normally, on the contrary, a person will come to a conclusion which is logical and makes sense. But in the literal heat of the moment, so that's not a person's cycle which is working, it's his midas. And when a person's midas are working, then like in any inter- interaction with other people, a person re- re- is reacts to the situation, a person reacts to what this, whatever happened or what the other person said or did, and as a result of that, it, the choice of how to act or what to do isn't coming from a place of logic, it's coming from a place of midas, and when I talk about midas, I don't necessarily mean good midas. If that's the case, a person's going to do the wrong thing. And uh, they themselves could admit it. In a calm and collected moment, they'll come, they'll, they themselves will admit that it's not the right thing to do, and that it's destructive, and that it's damaging, and that it gives the wrong message in any other way. But that's unfortunately the message of the person. And that is the person who does react to their midas, and the result of that is that that they're going to make mistakes. Now, not talking specifically about chinuch, the truth is this arena, this this problem could exist with any other person you're trying to interact with, and the mitzvah is, as we all know, that the closer you are to somebody the less the person feels inhibited to act the way they want, and therefore the more likely it is they're going to act based on a middle as opposed to as opposed to acting with logic. Which means it might be somebody, a stranger, getting incredibly frustrated or does something to really upset you. But because this is a certain restraint in how you're going to react, how you're going to respond. Whether as whether if it's somebody who's that much closer to you, it could be your kids, it could be your wife, it could be your parents, your brothers or sisters or whatever it is. So the person doesn't feel that natural inhibition, and then he's going to act fully in keeping with his values. This is uh, this is the uh, Matthias Yomim, and uh, yes, it needs a certain avodas adam altogether for a person to to be miskaber on the mirrors. That's a life job. That's something which obviously. Uh, the family setting provides ample ground for a person to work on it. But until we're at that stage, right? The Maisa is a person does find himself in positions where he's been provoked or he's been annoyed or he's been whatever other middle has been brought to the surface. And the natural mahalak is that a person is not going to react the way he should. A person is going to react based on on his feeling at the time. So what what should I say? That, we, that is not the right thing to do, we all know that. That ideally a person should work on his mirrors and act always after having thought carefully what the right approach is and what's the best thing for my child or whatever, whatever it is or what's the message I'm trying to convey. We know that too. 
But Halavai would obey at that stage. Most people aren't. And like I said, Avodah Samir is the job of a lifetime. So what can I say? Like the other approach, the approach of the Bali Musa. And that is, what's the danger of not? What's the danger of a person who's going to react based on their middles? And uh, sometimes when a person's aware of the danger, that becomes a deterrent. And if that's the way I'm going to start from, then I'm, it might sound dramatic, but it's true. And then as I'm going to say, if a person is going to react based on his middles to a situation, it's not just a shade of the wrong thing to do, it's a shade of the Koch Nefesh Mamish. The people who have shaken their children, hit their children, thrown their children, whatever they've done to them, because of, in the spur of the moment, they were angry, they were whatever feeling they were feeling, and they can be cases of kids who died like that. Now, not most of us aren't abusers, and most of us aren't that aggressive, Baruch Hashem. So all of us, Baruch Hashem, we know it's that position. But it's just showing you where a mirror can take a person to. Where a mirror can take a person to, and that's on the physical level. Right? An amount of damage a person can inflict spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, isn't less, right? Isn't less. Uh, and it comes from the same point. Not because a parent has an Indian to try and mess up their child or do them damage, but because if a person doesn't have the ability to discover on himself, so then then he's going to, like, like exactly what Shana Melech says in Mishle, uh, a person who doesn't have a way to hold himself is going to act like Irprut, like somebody who's who's free to do anything. There's nothing to hold them back. For example, for example, and this is the, the number of midas which one has to highlight in the, what's in the gear to a person's interaction with his children. The first one, the number, the first one is, is anger. Right? It's, I don't know if there's a parent that doesn't get angry with a kid, and the kid can be a few weeks old. Right? Because anger is a natural midah, which comes from a person's frustration of not having, when things don't go the way they want them to go. Right? If it's, it doesn't make a difference what the reason is, but whenever, let me explain where the midah of anger comes from in the Hashkafa sense, and this is a good point to know, um, for wherever this midah is going to come up, I'm just going to offer direct, direct, make it more accurately, directly to in the actual children. Um, my emotional is going to be, have you ever seen this kid says like he's wind up cars? You wind it up, you let it go, and it like goes along the floors until the coil unwinds. And it does, it can go, sometimes it can go quite quickly, quite far, whatever it is, until the coil unwinds. Unless it hits a wall on the way. And then what happens? It hits the wall, it goes, and because it can't go, so whatever is still charged, has been wound up, will unwind itself, but there's a friction that is hitting the wall until it stops. That's the essence in the middle of the, that's the emotion I can give, the middle of anger. A person wants to go somewhere. Something prevents them. The more they wanted to do something, the more the fact that they prevent it is going to cause that reaction of that, that same, so to speak, outlet of that same crack. So if I wanted to do something that didn't work out and I wasn't so into it, okay, I'm upset about it. But if I really wanted to do something and something gets in our way, then that, that, that amount of energy, that amount of kayak, which I wanted to do it with, is going to be the amount of anger there is in my not being able to do it. And whatever it's going to be that gets in the way of what I wanted to do is going to be the, so to speak, bear the brunt of that. That's how we're going to define the middle of anger. And it could be a small thing. It could be, I want to go to sleep. And the baby just woke up. Right? And it's something we've all experienced, maybe on a nightly basis. 
Now, how's it going to express itself? Right? So, yes, it's not what I wanted. And therefore, the normal reaction is to express anger. Uh, the more I want to go to sleep, the more angry I'm, we're going to be, which means the more reaction is going to be. Now, what are you going to do about it? The baby's screaming. So what are you going to do about it? Right? So most of us have the cycle to know, okay, you might be upset about it, there's not much you can do to a baby, right? Of course, we're not putting ourselves in the category of people who are going to try and harm the baby or physically get the baby to keep quiet or anything else. We understand it's not going to work and we understand it's dangerous. But we have a certain amount of restraint in that situation that as much as it's not what we want it to happen, but Lemaissa, we're going to have to live with it. Right? But if it's not just the baby who woke up and I want to go to sleep, it's at a little bit of a later stage. right? For example, I want my children to play quietly in the Shabbos afternoon. Right? And they're not playing quietly, so I'm also going to get angry because I want to do something else, and they're preventing me. Right? But now they're not little babies anymore, they're just big babies. Right? But now, how's it going to manifest itself? And here's where you get the problem. Right? Like uh, we can say, the feeling is understandable. We know where it comes from, right? but how are you going to express it? And now again, sitting calmly around the table, what's the right way to talk to your kids, and what's the right way to get them to cooperate, whatever it is, you can discuss great ideas. But when it comes to Shas Maisa, and I was trying to go to sleep, and my kid decided for the fourth time that he's going to throw the ball against the door to play with it. Right? <laughs> so then I'm, I'm not holding the logical place, and I'm going to come talk to him nice and explain to him I should be doing that. Right? You understand, people are people. So what's the danger? Now, like I said, the problem is that, and this is you said in the middle, that if a person loses control of his anger, then there's no stopping what he's going to do next. Ish ein It's like there's no, there's no stopping. If a person can't control himself, what's he going to do? He's going to yell, he's going to scream, he's going to punish, he's going to hit, he's going to insult his child. He's going to, what's he going to say? Where's he going to go to? That's the problem of anger, which isn't control. The Matthias always is that, like I said, the endless amounts of times that a person in in the setting of his family is going to feel anger because not everything works the way he wants. It could be his wife, it could be his kids, it could be other people around, whatever it's going to be. It's an, it's it's. I'm not going to say Mason but let's say it's very regular. It's very common that a person doesn't they want things to be a certain way and they not, and they not. And then they're going to feel that feeling of frustration that this is not the way I want it to be. And it comes with the t- often, it will come with the tzitkas. It's not just I want it to be. The mess, it's, it's messing up my schedule. I have to get to chakras. And I'm going to be late for kola. And now I can't learn because I have to deal with this. And I have what I wanted to do tonight. But whatever it is, so it's not just the feeling of not what I want. It also comes with a certain cheshpan of, the, you know, this is the same shemaim because this is messing up what I was meant to be doing right now. So, having understood what happens now, having even justified why people acted well, we understand it. What, are, what's the, what ATIS can we give how to deal with it? And I'm saying again, it's not for nothing. Kodesh puts a person in the setting where this is going to happen. Right? If we could talk about the, the, the Bali Musa, talk about the Arab Avish Nizikim of Medus. If we could talk about the four Avish Nizikim, if we're talking about animals which do damage, the Shara, the Bar, the Mavi, the Heaven, the first mission of Papa Right, uh, but I'm also talking about the Arab Avis and Zikin in Midas. The four primary bad Midas a person has, which cause all the damage. One of the four Avis and Zikin is, uh, is, is Kais. One of the four Avis and Zikin is Kais. 
And it's not for nothing that a person is put in a place where that middle is going to keep surfacing. Firstly, it, it's, it's inevitable that it's going to happen. When you're living with somebody else and not everything is going the way you want, it's inevitable it's going to happen. But we understand something else also. It's a training ground for a person. Right? That's if, if one of the functions a person is meant to achieve in that, one of the goals a person is meant to achieve, is mastery over his midas, so Akkadish Baruch is going to give him ample opportunity to do that. Right? And in Dafka, that, that situation where the person is, has to keep confronting the midas again and again and again and again, is Ba'atim a training ground? That's a, and yes, yeah, some people just see it as a, like an ongoing battle or like a, an ongoing failure because every time it comes up, they're going to react the same bad way and make things make it just, you know, continue the same mistake again and again and again. They'll never gain from it. But if a person, at least, to talk about tonight, if a person sees this as being something that it's there for a reason and it's there for me to misguided on, so then there's, I see there's a certain tachis where I'm meant to get out of this. It's not just that. I'm meant to suffer the ongoing frustration of my kids not listening to me or whatever else is going to be and keep reacting the same way. I don't get them out of the house and have five of the grandkids. Right? But it's, uh, I see it the other way around. I see it as something which I'm meant to be growing above and therefore it keeps coming up again and again and again because it's meant to work, it's meant to force me to deal with it. It's, uh, it's just like if a person has a certain physical symptom of pain. So yes, you can keep taking painkillers again and again until you realize there's, no, there's something here. If I keep feeling this again and again, there's something which has to be dealt with. I admit it's the same thing. If, if, a, if a person keeps experiencing this mid again and again, uh, so wake up. You see you have the problem. And I'm not saying one person. You all have it to a certain extent. We see you have the problem. So wake up. It means that you're being changed again and again. Do something about it. Okay. So what are the... Uh, <coughs> Techniques we can try to put into place. The techniques we can try to put into place in order to discover in the middle of class. Now, like I said, it's a general matter and it can apply in any interaction with another person. What I'm talking about specifically now is what's the get one's children. What's the get one's children. So the first thing is that one of the features of the middle of class is that there's no safe. When a person's angry, there's no safe. That's what the Gemara says. One way, one way you chest the person is Bukhase, another one is Bukhase. One is what he does when he's drunk, and the other one is what he does when he's angry, because it takes the seichel away. And if you've ever seen people who are angry arguing or disagreeing, it's mamish childish. It gets to the stage of, like, they're acting like little children, because the, 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 the middle of it takes the person and takes away the seichel. And therefore, the first thing to remember when talking about middle of class is, is you're talking to a child. You're talking to a little child. Going down to fight with him is going down to his level. Right? It's like you have parents and the kids screaming at each other, put away your toes. No, yes, no, yes. You you you've gone down to the level of the two year old. Right? You're not you not it's not like it's not a man that's on your level to argue with you. There's another point to understand you also. And that is that if somebody Badafka, Bamakhavan tries to do something to anger you. So maybe let's say Christ is justified to a certain extent, right? It was like it was but kavana. It was specifically intended to harm me in some way or to anger me in some way. Okay, but most times it's not the case, right? It's, it's just the child's a child. The child is still a child. He didn't have that you know, kavana. You know, I'm, I'm putting my toes on the floor specifically so that you know everyone's going to get angry with me. He didn't think or he didn't care or he didn't realize whatever the case is going to be. You're talking to a child. 
And somebody wrote on to do something and he doesn't listen to me. Right? So the chances are, if it's not right away, the chances are you forgot. Sounds crazy? But I'll give you a halakhic precedent for this. The halakha is that if you want to kill somebody in Basin, you have to give us rah. When you have to give us rah? And if it's a minute later, Ishtali. He forgot. Why are you talking about? I just made it so clear to him. You're going to get killed in Basin. That's pretty dramatic, right? And you have two aiding watching him. And a minute later he forgets. So the Mufashim explained. It's not that he forgot the concept. He's obviously a time to do whatever he's going to do. And the impact of what you told him he forgot. A child works the same way. They aren't working with logic. They're working with the, with the effect. If I tell him right now, don't do that. But now he sees it. If he's saying that, oh yeah, let's do it. But I just told him, he's forgotten already. Again, you're talking to a child. You're talking to a child. His cycle his isn't completely there yet. So yes, so yes, the candy's on the table, and I told him, leave the candy alone. This second he left it alone, good, he listened to me. And two minutes later he's going to come back for it. It's partially what happened. He saw the candy, he wanted it. He remembers I told him, no, no, right now the type is there to take it again. But it wasn't, it was the to anger me. He partially forgot what he said there. So I'm just giving one example. But it applies in lots of things. And that is, you're talking to a child. He's not a man, he's not on your level that he understands what you understand. He thinks what you think and he's definitely coming to argue with you. Or coming to disagree with you, coming to disobey you. He's acting like a child today. Right. To what age do you do this? Any age. The Gemara says, the Gemara says, maybe five, maybe six. Then maybe a bit older than that. Okay, then you can expect to make rules and you can expect a certain amount of cycle the child already listening to get up with us. But younger than that, younger than that, don't expect anything. Right? Like I said, if Bashas Mayas was said, don't do it, right now he doesn't, they're already getting something. He doesn't have to tell them not to. Later on, what you can have a memory. That was long ago. That was long ago. Remember? This is what Shiva Ramesh Pines did. Little children don't understand time. Don't understand time. It's either now or it was a long time ago. There's nothing in between. Right? Try and talk to a little child, two year old, about something happened yesterday, last week, or a few hours ago. It's all the same thing. It's not once. They don't understand time. Ramesh Pines comes on this, by the way. There's a famous psych of Ramesh that he says that there's no reason to have chakra between Basra and Khala for a child. Little child. You can't give him Basil Khara together because that's Osir. But if he just had Fleshik and he wants his milk bottle or whatever it is, you can give it to him. Oh, Hachaka. He said there's no Hachaka and a person doesn't understand time. The idea of Hachaka is you're making a time gap. He doesn't understand what time is. It's not right now, it's late. then it's later. Then that's later already. And the same thing sort of applies over here. When you tell a child something now, he doesn't listen to you, that, that's, that's already a shame. But if it doesn't to me right now, Later is already yesterday. Later is already tomorrow. It's a different. It's a different time. It's not in his mind anymore. It does not in his mind. That's the first point. Secondly, secondly, that is, it's double pashat. Um, the pasuk says in Mishnah, "Iveres kshur which means, don't expect children to seichel. Iveres is stupidity. Right? So by you, it's something about, didn't you think, didn't you realize that was going to happen? And the answer is, no, he didn't. Right? He also wouldn't have done it had he realized. Right? And yes, it's something which is, he's made this mistake repeatedly. But this time, it's an advantage. So if you say every time your child tries to pour himself a thing of milk with those Israeli bags, which collapsed you so he says, didn't you know it was going to fall on the floor? And the answer is no. But you did it yesterday and it fell. So what? But uh, you're, relying, you're expecting a cycle the child's not having. Again, I'm not talking about older children. I'm talking about little children. You're expecting a level of cycle the child doesn't have. 
it's, 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 the, the Nukud is like this. Again, anger could be justified. Could be. If it's something which is personally directed against you. Someone is going out of their way to disobey you or to anger you, it may be. But if you understand it's a circumstance which has nothing to do with... It's not B'davka Mimuchavin against you. It's similar to... This is the best example. Getting angry in the traffic. You know, and people do. Right? And it's the same stupidity. No one's out to get you. Right? The fact that there's a lot of traffic today and therefore I'm late and I can't move because I'm stuck in a traffic jam. Right? Yeah, it's called road rage. People go crazy. It's, just, it's, it's a cast which is completely illogical, even in the real world of cast. Who, who's trying to hurt you exactly? Who's trying to get in your way? Everyone wants to get out of the traffic, not just you. Right? Okay, so the other one, the person has the same fear of being thwarted. I want to go, and I can't. That, that same force ah, takes it out on everybody else. But it's, it's a cast which, that's the easy cast to deal with. Easy in the sense of, who are you blaming? Who are you directing the cast to? What are they responsible for it? Nothing to do with it. And like I said, a cast is always a bad matter. If somebody tried to harm you, maybe it's justified. But if no one tried to harm you, it's just the fact that I have an out, like I've had to release the frustration. So it's not fair. What do they do wrong? And therefore, the other is, the other is, remember, if, if your kids are too small to, to do things wrong, it's not fair to get angry with them. It's not like they're trying to anger you. They're kids. And kids make mistakes, and kids make a mess, and kids break things, and kids forget what you tell them, and that's the tears of the child. But it's not a kavana to... Now, I'm not saying if you argue about the shit, everyone's going to come home and never get angry again. I'm just saying, points to think about. Points to think about. And that is... The first thing to think about is, are they trying to make me angry? Are they doing this for Dafka to make me angry? Yeah. Three more points I want to talk about. That was just the first one. Second thing. The second point, and that is, let's be honest. You know, I once heard this marshal from Rosh Hashanah, and it was a very good marshal. He says, if you're a chasm and you're dancing, or whatever it is, and there's a lot of people, and circles are going fast, and as you go around, someone stands on your top. It hurts for a second, but it's okay. It's not, not going to, you know, you don't, you don't hold anything against the guy. Good mistake, mm-hmm. it happened, whatever, everyone's dancing, you didn't notice each other. Big deal. But if you're waiting at the bus stop for the bus which hasn't come for half an hour and you're hot and you're bothered and someone walking past steps on your toe, you're going to go crazy. Why? It's the same thing. And what? The answer is that chaos comes from the same thing of frustration, which, but if it's there from before, then it just needs something to trigger it. So it might not be into the person sort of my toe. I'm frustrated for a hundred other reasons. Right? I'm late and the bus doesn't come and I'm hot and I'm uncomfortable. And uh, whatever whatever other issues I'm dealing with right now, so that makes me feel all frustrated. And now someone just does something that's going to set it off, right? Whereas in the matter where I'm calm and I'm enjoying myself and everything else, the same thing doesn't care. It, it doesn't have the same load behind it that's going to ignite something. For most people, you'll notice that when a person's already feeling that uh, frustration building up from everything else which has gone wrong that day or whatever it's going to be, so. Fashat, your kids are the easiest, the easiest carbon, right? They're the easiest carbon because they can't fight back and there's nothing use. No one's going to look at you badly because it's like, why are you screaming for nothing, an idiot, right? But they're the easiest carbon because what can they do about it? And it's, it's, it's an outlet for, not just for that, it's an outlet for what everybody else did the whole day. It was, you know, my girl yelled at me and my chavrista came late and this one didn't do this and whatever else it was. And I come home like, like a volcano. It just needs something to make, to make it all right. And never forget it does makes the first mistake. Yeah. <laughs>
Chachmi is like this. This is from Musa. A number of questions, but in Musa, they were talking about Machalam Bayes, but it applies here also. And that is, if a person, when you come home at night, or whatever it's going to be, and you realize yourself, you're feeling like that, right? So give yourself a few minutes, whatever it's going to be, to calm down before you meet anyone. Because anyone who you meet now is in Bechazka Sakana. It's much fun, better way, find a way to, whatever it's going to be, it takes you to calm down first. And if it means you come five minutes late because you need the five minutes to listen to some music, or to take a walk, or to whatever it's going to be, Okay, eat something, drink something. Whatever it's going to be that takes you to calm down and to 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 then regain equilibrium, right? It's kadai, it's kadai because a lot of anger isn't directed at the person you're angry with. You just need somebody to to take out the frustration on, and is they going to be the unlucky person, right? You can't do it. You can't yell at your chavros like that. You can't yell at your shkodel like that. You can't you can't even yell at your neighbor like that. So it has to be somebody. Right, and then a lot of times when people you know, take out the anger on their children, it's nothing to do with the child. It's nothing to do with the child. It's just because of the way I'm feeling anyway. And that's okay. It's the part of the chachma is when a person knows mirosi feeling like that. So take the steps to whatever it's going to be to calm down before it's going to be the most. Okay, now get the next point. Similar to what Benny said before, and that is, so we spoke about sometimes when. The way to think, what, what to think about is that no one's trying to work me out. It's, it's true, it's not what I want, but it's 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 not fair, so to speak. Again. The second thing to talk about is when it's linked with the Michal. It's my fault. I have a, I have my issues and my, my frustrations, whatever it is that I'm upset about. And again, it's in the halacha. The halacha of Erev Shabbos. There's a special Indian to be when Erev fast Erev Shabbos. Which means, if your kids are kids, then the rest of the week it's okay. If your kids are kids in Erev Shabbos, then it's, th- it's terrible. Right? Not because the kids are being worse in Erev Shabbos. Even though every, every mother will tell you her kids are the hardest in Erev Shabbos. Normally that's not true. Right? Normally they send it out every day. The mother's more stressed. And the mother's more stressed and everything's more of a big deal and then she gets angry much faster. Right? And okay, we understand Erev Shabbos is fresh or whatever, whatever the case is. Right? And we understand there isn't always the option of finding the five minutes to calm down. We understand it. It's, I'm not saying the, the, the situation is lends itself to easy resolution always, but I'm saying it's, again, it's nothing to do with the children. It's going to do with, you're under pressure, or you're in a different, you have more to do, or you, whatever it is. I mean, maybe you feel more at edge. We may it's going to come out more. They aren't necessarily being worse because they're in trouble. Third point. And that is, and this is where it becomes, we call it cash 22. It becomes a circle which goes around itself. And that is that you'll get the children who, Badaf could, so to speak, challenge the parents. Badaf The Daf don't cooperate, the Daf disobey orders of Daf Why? Because they want to see the reaction. They want to see the reaction. Now, you might ask the question why would someone want to get punished or get yelled at or whatever else it is? Right? The answer is question. And this is something which in all the psychology we see a lot. And that is, it might sound backwards, but it's also a kesha. It's also a kesha. If someone's yelling at me, they're relating to me. If someone's ignoring me, it's nothing. Right? So yes, so I can provoke somebody to interact with me, even if it's in like a negative interaction, but the mass they're interacting with me. Right? 
It's not a, it's not lachatchila what a person would want, but the mindset is there. And therefore, there's partial two simple answers. Number one is don't give them the pleasure. If you see someone's going out of their way to provoke you to think, that's definitely the time to keep calm. Right? You're just feeding into the cycle of getting angry because that's what they're trying to achieve. If you see someone's trying to make you angry, getting angry is giving them what they want. That was successful. Right? Other, if you want to pay them back, don't get angry. That's the that's the right to in the circumstances. How will you feel the connection? What? I know. Oh, that's second. the second one. That's the second one. Oh, yeah. The second point I'm going to say is, if you see someone's like that, it means they want the connection. So give them the positive way to find it. Right? And not, again, what I meant by that is not that go and give them positive attention. That's good always, but it's not the point right now. Give them the way to to trigger the positive attention. Because then it's up to them. You know, give them something to do that. If you do this, I'll be so happy with you. I'll give you a big hug. I'll, I'll, whatever it is, I'll, I'll, whatever you're going to offer in return, right? But give them the give them what they can do to entice it. Now they know if we do something wrong, that's how we're going to get attention. We can force it because we do something wrong, and then everyone takes care of us or is interested in us, right? So give them a different thing to do. You know, this is a, you know, there's a job which I'll make age appropriate. I say when you do this, I'll always come in whatever. Say thank you to you or whatever I want to offer them in return, and then you've given them a way to get attention and initiate the contact in a positive way. Not Bashasana, doesn't work at the same time. Right? When the person's trying to trigger me negatively, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. That's not going to be a trigger. Right? Yes, I might be burning inside, but don't give them the pleasure of succeeding. You're just going to perpetuate this activity. Is it worth giving them a... We don't smash vases, clean it up. Now, a few minutes, again, remember, children don't have a long memory span. A few minutes later, now I can give them the thing to do, which will give them the, which will give them the ability to get the positive attention they want. Clean up. One more point. Was the, the, one more point I want to talk about. What's in the middle of class? That is. That's. Let's see and that is, and this is partially as mentioned before, your children never watching you. Your children never watching you. You at them are being a role model, and therefore they'll see by you how to react to situations. So will they see what makes you angry? So they'll realize this is the right way to respond to this kind of a trigger. Right? It's not for nothing that often if you go back and a person who for whatever reason has an uncontrollable temper or whatever it is. And try to look where it comes from, you'll find that it's his parents. And maybe it came from their parents too. Right? And that is, in other words, what I'm saying is, I'm not talking about everyone here, about your parents, but I'm saying for you as a parent, right? and that is, if this is a problem that you deal with, you're making it harder for your children. Because you've been the role model of how to react when things don't go your way. And, and, where do you see this? A lot. I'll tell you. When people come to complain, when they have two kids, that the older one is kind of terrorizing the younger one. Hitting them, screaming at them, hurting them, whatever it's going to be. Now, there's a certain amount of sibling interaction and rivalry, which is normal. But sometimes it's like, so aggressive and so whatever. Like, what happened? And I can't say always, but very often the answer is, how do you talk to your older kid? Where did he learn this behavior from? Where did he learn it from? 
if he sees the way you act every time you don't go to once, then he's going to act the same time every, way, every time he doesn't go to once. And he also has his frustrations. He's playing with his cars, and then a younger brother comes and steals the car. He's building the blocks, and another one comes and knocks it over. So he's also frustrated, just like you. The middle is, like I said before, middle is a gap of any age. Right? How's he going to react? Okay, so again, everyone has their middle, and we're not saying people are perfect. We're showing us little children. Right? But a lot of react, how to react is learned. Is learned by, by a role model, by starting copying what you do. So they see how you react when you get frustrated with them. They're going to act the same way. They've learned that's the way to deal with it. And therefore, even for no other reason, if uh, what's going to be a good deterrent for how a person reacts to their children is not just what I'm doing to my child, what I'm teaching him. I'm teaching him. I'm giving him the mahalaf of how he's going to react and he's going to copy me. Because he's going to learn. This is the way you react when you're angry. If someone doesn't listen to you, someone breaks your thing, this is what I do about it. Right? And therefore... What's the, again, like I said, there's no answers that a person is going to improve their mood in a second and suddenly you're going to become calm and collected and never express a negative feeling again, right? But what what points can we try and focus on, right? And that is, even if a person does feel frustrated, angry, doesn't get what he wants, is whatever it is, worked up. And that is, watch it, the, we've got point, three points you mentioned. Number one. Number one, is it fair to get angry with the person you're getting angry with? Is it his fault? Because like I said, if you're in a strut in traffic, whatever it is, or you know what often happens, you're waiting for a bus, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait, eventually a bus comes, and everybody's there to attack the driver. It's not his fault the previous two buses didn't come, he came. Why are you yelling at him? But because the answer is, there's no one else to yell at, you're the only one here. Right? So it's, uh, I'll tell you a story, which actually happened. Well, the bus is falling, yeah. uh, it happened. There was a... No, there's meant to be a late night bus, I think, 12.31 in the morning, which goes from Bariland to Bnebra. The kids, uh, so I was waiting at the bus stop, waiting 1.15, The bus doesn't come 10 to 2, the bus goes up. But it's not the bus of Bnebra, it's the bus to Barisada. The bus stops the bus stop, open the door, no one gets on. So eventually one guy says, well, no one's going to Barisada, we want Bnebra, can you go to Bnebra? And I look around and top set everyone else. Okay, everyone gets on. Bus goes to the neighbor. Gets the guys from the neighbor. Goes normal route. Drops everyone off. So one of the last stops, the guy who asked him to go to the neighbor, goes up and says, "Yeah, everyone, thank you so much. It was really so nice of you to go your way. Hope you don't get into trouble with Egad for going the wrong route." So the guy said, "No, I was busted the neighbor." But I knew 100% if I come at uh, 10 to 2, same thing, everyone's gonna go and yell at me. So I just supposed to change my ride. This everyone's so grateful. The Matthias is, he's right. It's because the other bus driver didn't come, whatever the reason was, it's his fault. It's his fault. But the Matthias is, you take out the frustration, wherever there is, whether, whether it's their fault or not. So I love this. First point, and that is, if it's not someone's fault, it's not fair to get angry with them. It's nothing to do with them. If I'm frustrated because everything else went wrong today, it's not your fault. If you're too young to understand what you did wrong, or you make a mistake, or you're too childish, or you're too small, or whatever it is to do things right, it's not your fault. Right? That's the first point. The second point, I said before. If it is the child's fault, he's trying to get you angry, then remember, the best way to deal with it is, don't give him the pleasure. If you're successful, he's going to do it again. And if as much as I want to get angry with him, I'd rather. It's in my best interest not to. It's in my best interest not to. Because it's just going to give him, the, so to speak, the, the, what he wanted to get out of it. 
And if a child's trying to get me angry, and that's what he wants, I, I, get, I fell for it. I gave it to him by getting angry with him. He wants attention. Okay, so now, now he's not going to get anything. I'll find a better way, to, a better mahalaf to do it later. And the third point we said, and that is, remember you're a role model. As much as I would want to do something, but if people are watching me, I'm not going to do it. And this happens even in things which aren't wrong. But it's cautious, it's a certain tether that a person has. And if people are watching me, I can't act a certain way. <coughs> it's just too... It's too, so to speak, embarrassing in the sense that they're going to learn from me what to do, and so I'm going to have to act a certain way. Right? Remember one day in Ghana, right, the other kid steals your kid's toys, knocks over his thing, or draws on his painting, and your kid acts, goes ballistic. Where did he get that from? <laughs> right? The Gemara says, Right? So, yes, in that, in the, it's, it's confined to the privacy of your living room. Right? But if that's what your kids learn from you, then it's going to be publicized. When he says outside, he doesn't have, you can't do things outside, but it's reflecting what you told him. And therefore, if nothing else, that's the deterrent of, you don't want your children to learn from this. Do you want to talk about that?